Welcome to another episode of Forgot My Transmitter. Today's guest is Sky DeGrasse. She's a fellow Canadian from Edmonton, Alberta. She shared with us a fiber damage story and some good and bad homeowner encounters. So let's get started. Thanks, Sky, for joining us on the show today. Just tell us a little about yourself. How did you become a locator and what do you currently locate? I became a locator back in 28. Well, actually, I was a swamper for the company I work for back in 2018. I didn't know nothing about locating, didn't know what I was getting myself into whatsoever. I was in between jobs and really, really needed something. So one of my coworkers introduced me to my current company. Okay, that's good. What exactly is a swamper? So I guess it would be class more as a helper. I hook on, do a lot of the troubleshooting and then go around flagging for whoever I was helping that day. Okay. And then where are you located? I'm in Edmonton, Alberta. Edmonton. Okay. Do you locate right in the city or more rural? Urban. So my territory that I cover, if you look at city of Edmonton map, I cover south of the river and a town called Beaumont. Okay. A little bit of city work and a little bit of rural work. It's a really nice balance. Yeah. Is Edmonton, like it's pretty spaced out anyways, right? It's not really congested yet because it's built on the prairies. They can spread out. Yeah. It's getting a little bit worse right now. We're trying to have those 15 minute cities getting built around us. Oh yeah. Doesn't. Oh yeah. (laughs) Getting gets congested there. A little bit. And currently I'm locating telecommunication. Okay. Like all, all telecommunications, fiber, copper, everything and fiber primarily okay okay yeah Yeah. how fast (laughs) do you guys have to respond when a when you get a request how quickly and what's the tolerance so for three of the contracts with the company i work for there are three separate telecommunication contracts two are just strictly fiber one's coax and fiber you got five day completion rate when those tickets get called in okay We have another side where we do cover the city for a bigger utility company. And with that, you only have a two-day completion rate. Okay. Why is there that difference? Is it just the contract, how it is? Yeah, it it was just the way the contracts were negotiated. So like for the three telecommunication contracts that we have, one of them, the tickets are to be relocated every two weeks. And the other two are good for, oh no, sorry. One's good for 90 days and the other one's good for the lifetime of the dig. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I know the company you're talking about for that one. Lifetime of the dig. Yeah. (laughs) They're too cheap for anything. Yeah. 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 So how long have you been locating again? I've been with my company for going on five years this August. Like I said, I started as a swamper. I swamped for a year and a little bit, and I've been on my own for almost five years. Four years, sorry. Okay. Lots of experience on telecommunications. It's good. Lots on telecommunications. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you run into any any other utilities that you have to just be aware of when you're out there? Well, depending on where I'm locating, if I'm in the city, then generally speaking – it's always a priority to pay attention for where your gas is, get a lot of bleed off there. We got a lot of third-party trenches where my fiber is too close to gas. I really hate that. 
Yeah. Out in the bond though. They got a weird little thing going on. So I go and do one telecommunication. Another company comes out and does another telecommunication. Another co- company comes out and does the telecommunication plus power. And then gas is their own thing. Okay. I get what you're saying that Jeff, the only way you can really know if you're on the right one is if you wait for all five to show up and then, but then it's probably too late. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm normally the second person out. It's gas, me and the other fiber guy. Yeah. Yeah. That is one nice thing about when you show up to do everything, you can do the easy one first and then you do the hard one, which you're having trouble with, you do it last. So you you know what you're bleeding off on. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's your preferred telecommunications? Like, is it fiber or copper or coax? Ooh, fiber, fiber, hands down. Like you're, you're either going to be having a good time following that line, no problem, or you're going to be sitting there troubleshooting, going from vault to vault to vault. I like the challenge of that. Yeah. I like that there's mini fiber. I like that, you know, sometimes we have dielectric fiber. Like, there's all kinds of things to figure out. Yeah, that's good. Do you remember from five years ago when you first started, was there any certain thing that you remembered that helped you learn? Well... Like I said, I didn't know nothing about a locating. I didn't know nothing about nothing. So I'll start off with my little funny story here. I got told to get measurements on a fiber line. I measured out that whole line from start to finish and came back to my locator and was like, hey, the line's 300 and whatever meters. Uh-huh. Yeah. Off of what? No, it's like the line's that long. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So getting taught how to use a tape measurer to take measurements that was that was pretty funny but after that it was ask a lot of questions don't ever hesitate asking questions a lot of the guys that i work with they're super helpful even now if i have a question it's like hey sorry we didn't go over that at the time we'll go back and go over it now yeah yeah that's good so you have to take measurements as well still or have you shifted some to pictures some contracts or is it measurements still the primary contract that I work for, we do a combination of pictures, measurements, and so that's about it. Pictures and measurements, drawings, all that good stuff. Right. So it's still similar to what we have here in Ontario. Yeah. So do you have any good damage stories? But any expensive, any expensive fibers that got hit? Just recently. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I had a 288, 144, and a 48 fiber all blowing through. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That one, that company wasn't too happy. No. They they went ahead digging without the rest of their locate. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But boy, did that cost them a lot of money. (laughs) Wow. Did they just, they were just ignorant and just kept digging and ripped it right out? Or what? what's the story? They didn't even daylight. Like, you could see the... The prior flags, prior marks, all that stuff. It was a relocate that I was about to refresh, and no daylighting was done. <laughs> so it was on one of those, the ones where you have it's two weeks to get back there? No, we had, so with that system, with the 90-day system, if a contractor doesn't maintain their marks, they, of course, can call back in and be like, hey, I want to extend my dig area, and then yeah. one of our guys will get sent out. Right, okay. So there was ample marks there right and they just completely ignored them 
Huh. Oh yes. <laughs> was it a couple duck structures or what was in there? Honestly, I think they're lucky. I I'm I hate to say it, I'm happy that they hit my fiber. Next to it was another fiber line and about a meter and a half off of my fiber there was a gas line. Oh, okay. So at least it stopped them oh, yeah. from getting the gas. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Do you know how much it costs them, or do you, like do you know how much in general other fiber repairs have costed? I've heard that they've gone up to the hundred thousand range for depending on what kind of fiber was hit. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. I locate for the same company, I think, as as you do. So yeah, it's they they've drastically increased their prices because they say, oh, we have to run a whole new fiber from from swing box to swing box. Instead of just yeah. installing a new new flush degrade or whatnot, or, or two, installing a splice. Yeah, they say, oh, nope, oh, yeah. we're going to bring in the whole new coil. And that's 100 grand at least. Yeah. 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 Another damage that I had with my primary contract that I do, we have a lot of common trench that we don't have to locate. Like if it's with, let's say, power and whatever telecommunications is in the area, we don't have to locate that coax. Okay. So I cleared them on the coax, but I located out my fiber. My fiber underground was about a foot and a half, two feet away from the common trench. Uh -oh. Unfortunately, they blew through that fiber. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. What is the tolerance? Like how, how, what, what's your wiggle room on any other side of the marks? With our marks, it is a meter on either side of the chevron or the dash mark that you put down on the ground. Okay, so the outside of the paint, it's, yeah, almost, that's almost four feet for yeah. the Americans who are listening. Three feet, four inches is one meter. Yeah. In that instance, honestly, if they would have just daylighted and hydro back down to the depth that they were going to drill, they would have found the fiber. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just too lazy. Just get her done. Oh, yeah. So is it right in your contract that you don't have to mark it if it's in the common trench? Yeah. Okay. Same with if services or drops isn't indicated on our tickets, we don't have to locate those either. It's only if it's homeowner or contractor request requested? Yeah. Okay. That's good. So do you do a lot of fiber to the home, like locating like the service um, the service wires? What I'm getting at is is do they, do they have a tracer wire? A lot of the mini fiber, if it's going to a residential, yeah, it does have a tracer wire. If it doesn't have a tracer wire, unfortunately, it's unlocatable fiber. We have a stamp to put on our paperwork in that case. Right. So what do you see getting installed nowadays? Is it with tracer or without? Or does it depend on the company? Oh, it honestly depends on the company. I've seen a couple of companies do silly things with like mainline trenches getting installed. Super scary things like if you're too close to a transformer, they must not have hydrovacked. And then after the fact, when another company comes by and hydrovacks that same site, you'll find our fiber conduit so close to a power conduit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> first come, first serve, I guess. So they put the trench through and then they then they put the transformer in maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the companies, the big company. They're they're bigger here in Ontario than they are in Alberta, I think. But the one main company we both work for have contracts with. They install all their new fiber has no tracer wire. So when they're doing a whole road reconstruction, 
all these tracer wires just completely get demolished because we can't locate them. So it's just just like spaghetti coming out of the ground when the excavator comes through. So the and like there's nothing we can do. They were too cheap to put in tracer wires with the new fiber, and they they installed the fiber main lines right up against the curb line. So of course every single service wire gets ripped out of the ground. So I go back to the relocate, and everybody comes out. Oh, are you here for the X, you know, company to fix our internet? It's like, nope, sorry. Just the way it is. They didn't they didn't pay us. They don't want us to locate service wires. Sorry. It's just that one company. Oh yeah. Or else you get it from the contractors. I blew through a line. Was it a main line or a service? A service. Oh, okay. Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean have a good day? <laughs> Nothing we can do. Yeah. Yep. Any other damages that you've witnessed? Is there any other big stories in your area? Oh, that's honestly that big damage that I had, that 288, 144, and 48 that got hit. That's the biggest one that I've had to deal with. Yeah. The utility owner themselves requested our company to go spend time out there. Ended up being me, unfortunately. Yeah to go and figure out exactly what their fiber, their coax, everything was doing out there because there was no accurate as-builts or anything. Yeah. Wow. Did anything change after that? Our prints did get updated pretty well, and that utility owner is more willing to work with our company now and check our drawings, our, our pictures that we've taken to show like, hey, that line's not where you guys say it is on your print. Like if we right. can get an update, then future locator, future use, all this stuff will be much more on par. Yeah, that's good. Do so you have any good encounter stories? Is there anything with homeowners or with contractors? Homeowners. I've, I've had homeowners that have like the most beautiful gardens full of vegetables and fruit and they're like hey you've worked really hard why don't you come have lunch with us we'll pick you anything you want oh wow nice alberta those guys alberta hospitality right there right (laughs) oh heck yeah Yeah. those guys 10 out of 10 that's good then you got the other side where i've had just random people what are you doing oh i'm doing so and so locate for so and so you can't do that you're the reason why our our concrete's ruined. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other homeowners, I've been called dreadful before. It's fantastic. <laughs> what What do you think caused that, or what was the re- their reasoning? Honestly, I'm not too sure. I was working in a back lane. It was for an emergency call, and I was almost done finishing up. I explained, yeah, I'm here to locate because you have a water line blown out. Just want to protect your services. I'll be out of your hair shortly. Well, you're just dreadful, that lady yelled at me. And then her husband yelled from the other side of the fence, honey, you got to stop harassing the construction workers. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't his first time he's seen her act like that, probably. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Gotta have a good time. You know, the regular, what you looking for? You find any gold yet? That yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I like that uh. one where they ask, what are you looking for? So, oh, I already found it. It's all good. I found it. Found the gas <laughs> line. It's right there. It's all good. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be done in a minute here. Yeah. I had one lady stop me around election time, and she's like, if you're looking for any of our, our prime ministers, MPs, anything like that, they're all in the sewer. You're not looking that hard. Oh, thanks. Oh, 
the elections are getting a little contentious there in Alberta, eh? Oh, oh gosh, it's so bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what keeps you going every day? I actually, I really, for a little while there, I was doing mapping, like GPS mapping for my company. Okay. And just learning about the different utilities, drill shots, stuff like that. Like I was about to say, I am very interested in eventually getting into GPR and surveying as well. I don't know. Something about everything that's in the ground is super interesting to me. How we have the go-ahead to do this, even the dirt testing, like four holes getting dug. All this stuff is super, super interesting to me. Yeah. This weekend, I had no problem going out to go and do a couple extra jobs. It's just the whole thing about locating is very interesting. Eventually, I either have be management in my current company or start a company of my own. So if you just is just the outdoors or is it like that you enjoy the aspect that you're helping to keep keep the services operating properly and like what exactly do you really enjoy about locating? I guess yeah, the aspect of keeping the the utility safe. If I mark out my utility properly, there's generally a, a less chance that any power is ever going to get hit. So any excavator has a less chance of ever getting hurt that way. The protection aspect is definitely a big thing. I was a healthcare aide before I became a locator. So okay, keeping yeah. people safe, I think, is a big thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and we're the we're the first ones on the ground, right? To... Yeah. Yeah. And if if we mess up, then the whole the whole construction project gets thrown off. Yeah. Is there anything else that you do during the day? You mentioned that uh, you, you take pictures. Is that right? You see. Yeah, we take things? pictures. Take pictures at every site. Got to see whatever animals are around. Because I do have to go on White Ave in Edmonton. You get to see some strange people down there. Okay. <laughs> enjoy some of the activities too when it's festival season so that's fun yeah yeah so what what animals have you seen oh all kinds of hawks i've had coyotes come up to me bunnies and hares all that stuff those guys are way too brave for their own good (laughs) foxes a couple of times a couple of bears when i was working at substations yeah good times (laughs) what kind of bear just a little black bear okay that's good yeah do you get specific training on bear encounters or coyotes wolves it depends like for generally in the city it's just hey keep an eye out i personally carry around dog spray you never know yeah if it's site specific though then whatever orientation is done follow those rules of course right okay what do you think it takes to be a locator? You've been doing this for five years. What kind of character qualities do you think is needed? You gotta not want to put up with anybody's BS or anything like that. Don't be a pushover because you do gotta be able to <laughs> stand your ground in some aspects. Yep. yep. And you also have to have a level of professionalism as well. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to be be confident in getting the job done to keep people safe and and just working with with other locators and and management and and helping everybody understand what's what's all involved in the process to get it get it done 
because sometimes management can get a little, they get too di- too far away from the boots on the ground and what's and what's actually required. So you gotta gotta remind them sometimes gently, but yeah, say this job here is really complicated. It's gonna take a while because all the tracer wires aren't aren't grounded, and the coax is bleeding everywhere. Right. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Luckily, in our company, we do have a tailgate meeting, and our company based in Edmonton is small enough scale that if there's any grievance, it's very easy to bring it up and get it dealt with super quickly okay, or even good. talk to our management. No problem. Like super lucky in that part department. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. The company I work for is, is really good as well. I just don't want to get the wrong impression that I'm, I'm upset or anything. It's not true, but <laughs> they do. I, I just gently remind management on what job I'm walk. I'm, they say, Oh, can you go and do this big, project here you know it, sh- it doesn't look that complicated but no i remind them no it's it's going to be complicated because nothing's nothing's grounded or nothing's bonded yeah but i'm always up i'm always oh, up yeah. for a good challenge though to take on on those jobs that's that's for sure i enjoy it do you have any advice for for new locators Ooh, don't ever hesitate to ask for help but also don't hesitate to try to figure out things by yourself. If it takes you a little bit longer than anybody else, don't feel bad. It's okay. You're learning. It's okay to take a little bit extra time. It's a little, it's okay to take a step back. It's okay to even call a supervisor or something to help you out a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Do you have any witching experience? So one of the locators I was trained by was he does witching. And I don't think I'm very good at it, like at all. I'll stop and be like, ah, I think I found something. And it's generally nothing. So I could use more experience. I think it's cool. There is a good reason why it's called witching. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's something else going on, but it works. Some people swear by it. So that's great. That's fantastic. So when was the last time you forgot your transmitter? I got back to work in March 13th of this year. I was on medical leave. I started my job off in Beaumont. I made friends with the local peace officer there. Got his name. He got my number, all that good stuff. About two weeks in, I left my transmitter hooked up and went home. I got a call from the cop. (laughs) There's always a a certain level of panic. Yeah, exactly. What did I do wrong? And he's like, oh, hey, just just to let you know, there's one of those beeping boxes left behind here. Oh, no. Just wondering if it's yours or not. Yeah. Oh, I'll be right there. <laughs> How far of a drive did you have? Oh, it's 35 minutes from my place to Beaumont. Yeah. 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 Well, it could be worse. It could have disappeared. So. Oh, I've, I have had that happen, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, last year I was wrapping up on a Friday. Always has to be a Friday, don't it? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Left my machine, came back on Monday, remembered my last locate, went knocking door to door. Yeah, we saw some guy take off with it. Oh, Oh no. Okay. <laughs> huh. So you got to call your supervisor and admit your wrongdoing. <sighs> yep. That's where, that is the worst walk of shame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what equipment do you use? I use Elock Two Metrotech. Okay. Five Sorry. Okay. Is that 
That's not the one that has the ball finder, is it? It's just. Mm, the... I don't think no. so. No. I think that's just the VLOC three that has the ball ball finder. But your yours might have the attachment, I think. You Mine's get... like a tablet looking one. Oh, for the transmitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, the yeah, the, it takes batteries, right? Yeah. Yeah, the older one. Yeah. Yeah. What about the <laughs> what about the receiver? Mine is circular. It's not like mine looks like a plunger. Okay. Yeah, one of the the original V locks. Is that right? Yeah. 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 They still work. They just they sometimes they need to be recalibrated, right? Yeah. Yeah, once I was training a new guy and he was given one of those those circular ones, the older ones, and it wasn't working at all. But he didn't know that. He didn't know that it wasn't working. And no. I said, This this isn't what you want. So I called supervisors said he needs he needs a different one. This thing isn't gonna work. It needs to go back to the shop. Yeah. They, they took it back. They got it calibrated, but he got a one of the newer ones that has the better screen with the milliamps and the depth right on the right on the screen yeah yeah you don't have that yeah. right? you gotta switch back and forth yeah and you know when those things are getting out like you could just tell like <laughs> if you aren't keeping up on the calibration you can be out more than like two or three meters with those things it's so bad yeah yeah, yeah. so how often do you have to get it calibrated Mine has been calibrated twice in my time at my company. Other people, though, have had it calibrated more. My understanding is the more you drop our our receivers and all that good stuff, we're knocking out magnets, and that's why it has to go for recalibration or even a fix, so on okay. and so forth. Just messes up the, the coils in there or something. Yep. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Do you have anything else you'd like to like to add here? No, I think that's about it. Yeah. That's good. So have you always lived in Alberta? Yeah. My whole life I've lived here. Okay. Just in Edmonton area? Or? No, I actually grew up our 45 minutes, two hours east of Edmonton. And then I came here seven years ago to have better work opportunities than my spouse lives here, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got some family in Alberta in caroline alberta but that's more south near red deer, oh, okay. red deer. i don't where, think i've heard where kurt browning <laughs> kurt browning's from caroline oh, okay yeah I gotcha. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I, i've been there a couple of times it's a nice nice province for sure it's really nice i've tra i've honestly traveled more of the states my parents were truck drivers so more of the states i grew up in a semi oh, and yeah? i've only gone to bc and saskatchewan a little bit of Alberta. Yeah. Huh. What's your, what was your favorite state? I love Montana. Oh, okay. Just the mountains? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> a better version of Alberta. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Alberta, you, you see the mountains over there, but you don't really interact with them, you know? It's just you got to drive over there to, to see them. Yeah go skiing oh, yeah. and stuff it's a bit of a trek to go over there yeah no this is really good yeah yeah it's 
nice interviewing another Canadian. I'm looking forward to the new episodes that you put out. Keep up the good work on your podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting it's getting easier with every <laughs> interview and every editing session. So yeah, I'm glad glad it's working out that I'm able to keep it going and, and help people out. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe a year or two from now you can come back on. Yeah. If, oh, that'd be fantastic. If, if Hopefully you, I am either in management or I have my own company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you move on to you know, auditing or management, whatever. Yeah, you'll have more stories. That's good. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Okay. Have yourself a good night. Yeah, you too. Hey, thanks, guy. Bye-bye. Bye. This concludes today's episode of Forgot My Transmitter. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please visit ForgotMyTransmitter.com for instructions. And remember, don't forget your transmitter.